when you're so absolutely certain of what you're meant to do, there's no question or hesitation to do it. You just know you have to make shit happen. So what I would tell you guys is is to take from this is figure out what you actually need to do and what you actually want to do and just go do it. There is literally nothing standing in your way besides you that doesn't allow you to accomplish those goals. I'm going to make this a short one like, hey, I recorded a quick podcast we can throw up there and it was like uh, 40 something minutes long and Michael's like, what the fuck, man? This isn't short. And I was like, well, when I get to talk and I get to speak my passion, I think I get a little carried away. So we'll see what happens today, but I'm pretty much going to be running through these questions that you guys asked us on the team page. Um, Once again, I'm going to shout it out. We decided to keep the page open for a little bit longer, and we are encouraging people to jump in the page. You got, they're going to have the first access to everything we launch, which we're going to be launching some products soon as regarding coaching programs, um, training programs, nutrition uh, protocols, all these different things. Um, not to mention there's just a ton of cool people talking about cool shit in there and just helping each other out. So it's a really, really cool place. But today, I hollered at him. I said, yo, I'm going to be doing a podcast. What do you guys want to hear me talk about? And I'm pretty much just going to be running through people's questions today. So. I think everybody's going to get a great uh, learning experience, I guess I should say, or just some kind of knowledge or some kind of help in some avenue of their life because there is actually a lot of diverse questions in here, which I think is really cool because there's a lot of diverse people in here. So first, we're going to go with Daniela. So I'm going to read her comment word for word. She said, selfish Diane – oh, I'm sorry. I pronounced your name wrong. Diane Neely. Holy shit. This is what I need Michael here for. Danielle Danielia. I don't know how to say it, but selfish her topic, but I am tr- struggling in this area of my last comp this year, competition prep, powerlifting in particular, or anything that involves weightlifting, satisfying your hunger, which is unreal during the last eight weeks of training by getting in all the nutrients you need to not only fuel your body, but build your strength. And the hardest part of all, maintaining the weight class you need to be in with the increased calories and added stress you are putting on your body. So I am not a powerlifting coach, but what I will say is the the smartest thing to do in any performance-based competition is try to stay around your competition weight throughout your offseason or through at least the later part of your offseason leading into it. Because we got to remember too is like when people get on a bikini physique or bodybuilding stage, the number one thing that they don't have to worry about is lifting heavy shit when they're on that stage. So if they cut a bunch of weight, they end up cutting water, they do all these different manipulations with their diet and their cardio and all these different things that are going to cause stress and performance negative effects. When they do this, it's really not that big of a deal because they're not deadlifting a shit ton of weight on that stage. They're literally just looking good. So, and that's not any discredit to them because it's difficult. I've done it. It's not an easy journey, but it's a totally different ballgame. So it depends where you're at. I don't know exactly what you're doing. When you say satisfy your hunger, I'm assuming you're trying to cut for this powerlifting. So my first advice would be try not to be so far away from your working weight. Um, But the biggest thing, I'm I'm mainly going to talk here about satisfying your hunger while on your diet, right? I think the hardest part for a lot of people about being on a diet to lose weight is that they get hungry. And what I want you guys to realize is part of a diet is being hungry. But there are some strategies that you guys can – like try to use, I guess you would say, to make sure that you're not getting as hungry or that you're at least getting the nutrients you need to, like she said, not only fuel your body but your, build your strength. So actually stay healthy. 
Number one thing is going to be get enough protein. I think you guys heard me say that a million times, but protein is the most satiating nutrient. It's it, it gets your metabolism going. It burns more calories being consumed, so you can actually consume more of it without worrying about adding fat or anything on your body. And it's going to make sure that you're recovering. Not to mention, there's a lot of other processes within your body that actually need protein in order to function. Protein is an essential nutrient you can't survive with without. So my first thing is make sure you're actually getting the protein. My second thing is. Honestly, I think the, the lower calories get or the more you diet or the more you're trying to cut weight or anything, the more paleo-ish or clean eating-ish you should, you should try to be because at the end of the day, we can eat way more food than and still lose weight or still have our calories low without uh, processed food. So in other words, if I'm eating sweet potatoes and broccoli and green beans and Brussels sprouts and kale and spinach and peppers and mushrooms and onions and then I'm having berries and I'm eating lean meats and I'm eating eggs and egg whites and all these real foods and I'm not supplementing with processed foods like shakes or bars or just processed foods in general and I'm not really following if it fits your macros approach, I'm, I'm eating along the lines of actually whole foods, real ingredients you're going to be way more satisfied and you can eat way more food. And, and I'm sure you've seen all these memes and shit. I did one. I did a meme on my – or an infograph on my Instagram. If, you, if you're not following me on Instagram, go to cody.boomboom. That's my Instagram tag. I did one and it was like a calorie uh, comparison and I actually calculated everything up and it was like one Pop-Tart is the same as – or no, it's two Pop-Tarts. So a package of Pop-Tarts was the same as three chicken kebabs with peppers and onions on it and sweet potato fries. And that's including the oil cooked in sweet potato fries. But my point is, is if you look at the sweet potato fries and uh, kebab chicken things, it's a huge plate. There's a lot of food on there. So you're going to get not only the nutrients you need to actually perform and thrive and be healthy, but you're actually going to get way more full with that as well. So that's a a huge thing is just try to eat as clean as you can. It's going to go way further. Um, Supplement with a lot of water because you need water to keep you filled up. Um, And don't consume yourself around food. Stay busy. Like that's the biggest thing. Just just stay busy, stay moving, and your mind won't go straight to food. And I think that's one of the problems with tracking macros too diligently is that you're being consumed by these numbers. And what happens is that's all you can think about. And when you're on a diet and all you're thinking about is food and I'm hungry and all stuff, it just makes it harder and harder. So I definitely recommend not doing that so crucially. Um, so back to Daniela, your question, it's hard for me to answer exactly unless I know. Um, but the best thing you can do is variety in your diet and eat really clean foods. You're going to get more food, um, eat more protein, drink more water. You're going to get more food for more bang for your buck. So you're going to be able to keep losing the weight while eating more and feeling more full. But if you get a variety and you're switching up your greens and you're switching up your colors and you're switching up your starch, you're going to get so many more nutrients that you're not going to feel so lethargic, so drained, so fatigued, so stressed, and all these different things that happen to your body because of the way our hormones react to these nutrients. All right, Ian Dickinson said, uh, steady state cardio versus interval cardio is always a good topic. Um, so I think it would be easier if I had somebody to debate with here, but I don't, so it's just me. So I'm just going to give my opinion on this. I think either one works and it's super individualized. I program both of them into my own training and I program both of them into my client's training. Right now, I don't program any conditioning into my stuff for a couple of reasons. One, I'm boxing um, and that is very high intensity and it kicks my fucking ass. So I don't need a bunch of intervals to do really, uh, but I still have a lot of clients that are only strength training three days a week, and I'm absolutely going to program two or three days of high-intensity intervals. The other thing is 
I normally do an upper lower split. I usually train four days a week heavy. Um, that on top of boxing is a lot of quote unquote high intensity intervals if you think about it because all this high intensity interval training really is. It's a way to get your metabolism spike. It's a way to get your heart rate elevated and you take short breaks. So when I'm lifting heavy and I'm doing up to eight squats at most really when I'm going heavy and doing strength training, my heart rate is through the roof and then I take a break and then I go back to squats. My heart rate gets through the roof, and then I take a break. So it's it's a it's a very similar stimulus, and although it's not as hardcore as normal uh, high intensity interval training, it's enough to where my central nervous system is going to be fatigued in a similar way. And because of that, I would normally program more steady state cardio into my own personal training. Um, and I believe that anybody who is doing enough volume through strength training I should say then you probably want to consider the same thing now everybody's recovery abilities are going to be different because stress comes into play like if you have kids and a stressful job you're probably going to be under recovered more frequently than a college student who is living on his parents money and is still training and there's nothing wrong with that but the point is is he has way less external stresses in his life therefore uh, the mental side of things completely changes the game the only stress that he has in his life is coming from training So his body can focus on that stress and that stress only, which makes your central nervous system able to recover more. So you have to take into effect a lot of lifestyle factors that go into this, right? So um, I think it really, really just depends. I'm a big fan of both. I think they both work really well, and I think they both have their place. But that's the key, right? Everything is a tool. And we had this – we had a little debate going on in the team page about calisthenics, and it was actually with Ian. Me and Ian were kind of going back and forth. And somebody asked, like, they were interested in calisthenics. They used to always do it, and – they were wondering about building muscle and I said that's not the optimal way and then he pulled out some examples of people who have built a ton of muscle and here's the thing is the dude was jacked. I can't say whether or not his genetics were optimal or like above average which they very may well be. Most guys you see on the internet that are just shredded or jacked or huge, they they have freakish genetics, right? And that's okay but what I was saying is we have to look at fitness like a fucking toolbox, I have a hammer, I have a screwdriver, um, I have a saw, I have nails, I have screws, I have Allen wrench, I have all these different tools. Now, I'm not going to use the same tool for every job. I'm not going to go to a, a, a nut and bolt job using my hammer, right? If I have a nail, I'm going to hammer it in. If I have a screw, I'm going to use my screwdriver. So it really, really depends on what you want to do, right? So using these tools at the right times is the key. Um, I have multiple clients, and they're probably listening to this, where their cardio days are completely intuitive and I had to explain to them that your body needs recovery. Therefore, your body is going to do best with what it can recover best from. Recovery is just as important as training and cardio and all this stuff and when we really think about it, all cardio truthfully is is a way to burn calories, right? It's healthy for our heart, yes, but on top of that, here's the thing. It's like if you're strength training, your heart's healthy too. So, I mean, you don't have to stress about that part too much, right? Strength training, walking, moving, standing up, all that stuff is good for you as long as you're active. But the point is is that you need to use each one when it's time to use each one. If you wake up and you know that your program says that you're doing hill sprints because it's a high-intensity interval day or you're doing battle ropes and kettlebell swings and sled pulls and prowlers and all this crazy shit, but you're like, man, and this is why HRV was really good because it would tell you, but you're like, man, I'm not feeling it today. You need to take a step back and understand that it is going to be more beneficial not only for fat loss but for your recovery and for your health and for your muscle and your stress and all these systems in our body to go on a 30-minute walk around the lake. 
listen to a podcast like the Mind vs. Muscle podcast and just chill out and fucking relax, right? So clear your mind, lower stress in more ways than one. Rather than going to the gym, having anxiety because you have to push yourself really hard and then going overboard, right? And this is the only downfall with CrossFit is that a lot of CrossFits don't have this approach. And I don't have any – I think CrossFit's fucking cool. Like watching CrossFit's dope. I actually enjoy doing some wads and when I'm like traveling or something – like uh, not long ago I was traveling and I went to the gym and they didn't have a lot of stuff. So I did a specific wad where it was like presses, front squats, and a chin-up. And it's just a huge countdown for a ridiculously long time. And it was just retarded. And it smashed me, but I had a blast. And it really pushed me. And it was safe. There's nothing wrong with that. But there's another day where I go into that same gym and I didn't get as much sleep because I was on at a work event and I was up all night. That next day, I did mobility and I went on the treadmill walk for 20 minutes. So you have to learn what to do. So my, my best recommendation here is have an option for both programmed into your routine and then give yourself what you actually need. So intuitively choose whether you're going to do low intensity or high intensity based on your recovery, your stress levels, all these different things. They're both a modality to burn calories. Balance is the best. And and there's a lot of really, really smart strength coaches and studies I've been reading and all these things that will say, not only is building muscle and strength and being fit, uh, not only is the key to all these things having a mixed, diverse approach and doing a little bit of everything. That's why I don't think it's great to do just bodybuilding. It's not great to do just high rep. It's not great to do just CrossFit or just explosive or just athletic or just calisthenics like we were talking about. It's going back to that toolbox approach. Like You need to use all your tools at a different time and, and sprinkle them in, right? Um so it's kind of like being a chef, right? Like if you if you look at a chef, he doesn't really follow an ingredient list. He just knows all these principles from following all these recipes in the past. And I think that's the biggest key with training is over time you follow different recipes. So you do follow programs. You do hire coaches. You do state a specific diets. Try out intermittent fasting. Try out paleo. Track your macros at one point. Do all these different things and reach a point where you're actually just intuitively doing everything. So you know when, okay, today's a deload day. Not like, oh, every four weeks I deload. It's like, oh, this week I need it because I've been eight weeks and I was fine up until now, but I can feel my body starting to break. I need more sleep today. Um, I need to do low intensity instead of high intensity. Um, I need more carbs today because I can tell my recovery is low. So, And you can't just do this right off the get-go. It does take knowledge. It does take learning. It does take experience with other coaches and things like that. But I think that's the biggest thing here. And, and I know I'm going on a little bit of a rant from this steady state versus interval cardio, but I think that's the key. They're both great tools to lose body fat you just need to use them at the right times because if you overdo it doing interval training or lifting for that matter you're not going to recover your cortisol is going to go through the roof because you're going to be more stressed out and then from that you're actually going to lose less body fat and build less muscle okay so i think that's the biggest key here is knowing when to stop all right so we got a couple of people just commented and they didn't actually ask a question. So I'm going to go to the next question. Jeannie said, uh, Jeannie is, it was a longtime client of mine. Love Jeannie to death. She was at Vigor Ground. She said, well, since it's just you this time, I'd kind of like you to, you to be a bit personal and vulnerable with us about all these changes happening for you. 
How did it feel to hand over your clients? Take the leap into this new gig. How do you feel about the obvious void of this type of warrior program specifically for women? I think she meant to say specifically for men because the the program I'm doing is only for men. That last one may be a whole podcast of its own because the conversation definitely needs to happen. And and I actually commented back and said I I might want to have Theo here for this one just so we can have a conversation about it. But I'm going to tell you guys what's going on just so you can hear a little bit about um, what my decisions have been lately. So – I've been working on a project. As most of you guys know, a lot of my coaching and a lot of what I've studied is is much further than just training and nutrition. I will forever be a geek to training philosophy, to training systems, to hypertrophy, um, to performance, especially to nutrition. And you guys all know that because I love this stuff. But the more and more I dig into this and the more and more people I work with and, – and you guys got to remember I've worked with hundreds and hundreds of clients so and I've written online for so long that I've reached thousands of people. So I've, I've talked to so many different people. Um, I've, I've worked with so many different coaches from fitness coaches to nutrition coaches to business coaches to life coaches to the coaches in Wake Up Warrior. Um, I've gone to seminars. I've read books. I've done all these different things from spiritual religion and retreats and things. It's been it's been quite a journey for me, and, and what I've realized is that there's always a missing part, right? And, and there's a system called Core Four, and, and essentially Warrior created this. But every single successful man, and this is what really got me into it, as I started studying these guys, right? I studied Rob Deerdeck, I studied Tony Robbins, Gary Vaynerchuk, um, Keller Williams, the guy from One Thing, uh, all these different people, Tom Bilyeu. There's all these huge entrepreneurs who not only have either millions of dollars or just extremely successful businesses, but they have a great relationship. They have wonderful kids who actually look up to them. They are very happy. They're spiritual. They know what they want. They are not stressed out. They are not frustrated. They, they're kind. They're real men, right? And they, and they all follow a specific system. Now, they all call it different things, but every single one of them focus on four key aspects of their life. The one I've fallen uh, essentially attached to is Core 4, which is made popular by Gary J. White from Wake Up Warrior, um, mainly because I've worked directly with the coaches there. But essentially what, what Core 4 is is body being balanced business, and you guys heard me talk about this, but every aspect of your life has those four like components, right? Your life is that, those four components. Your body physically and, and uh, your health and everything like that. Your being is your emotional side, your mental side, your spirituality. It's everything about yourself. Um, your balance. Your balance is your relationships. And that's your significant other. It's your family. It's your kids. It's your coworkers. It's everybody in your life that means anything to you. And then business is obviously your career, your financial state, everything like that. But what I've realized is is I mastered the body, yet I still didn't have what I wanted. And I was looking at these other guys that I coached with or these guys who coached me, and they went through the same thing, right? They get ripped, they get buff, whatever. But something was missing, and they had to dig into their mindset, right? And once they accomplished that, something else was missing. They weren't very happy in their relationships. They weren't in the right relationships. Their their concept of this whole thing wasn't bleeding off into the people around them, so they weren't surrounding themselves with the right relationships, once they finally figured out that part, it was hard to focus on their business. So as you can see, I'm going down this, this path. Everything leads to another point. See, until you accomplish your body and you change your body, you will not have the confidence, the energy, the lower stress, all these things that directly relate to your being, which is yourself, spiritually, mentally, emotionally. 
in order to tap into yourself spiritually and tap into your mental and your emotional side at a higher level and live at a higher level, you need to attack the physical. You need to push yourself. You need to train. You need to learn from people how to push yourself physically. That's the only reason I do boxing and Muay Thai. It's not because I want to be a fighter. It's not because I want to get ripped because I can do that through nutrition. It is literally just to push me and make me uncomfortable and, and bring out a different side of me as a man that I need to see. Once you can accomplish this and have your own mindset right, your own emotional side right, and, and know who you are spiritually, then you can completely show up as you and at a higher level for those people around you, specifically your significant other. And once you do that, your business just takes off because all these other stresses in your life are so minimized that you show up in confidence and uncertainty in your workplace and you just take shit over. And it affected my life by that exact thing. I got really clear of what I wanted, who I wanted to work with, who I wanted to be with, the life I wanted to live. And because I was clear on it and I was living every aspect of my life in integrity, everything started happening for me. This, I dumped so much time, effort, and money into just to learn more and more and more about how to coach this, how to lead people through this, how to structure it in a system. Um, Because I know what works for me, but The thing about this whole – everything I'm talking about right now is it's like a video game. Everybody has their own character. Everybody has their own like weapon or tool and you need to use your tools or weapons in your own way to play the game how you want to play it. So I can lay out the game and lay out the tools and let you choose which ones you use when but now I have the coaching ability and the leadership to actually lead men through this exact strategy and it's not that I can't lead women through this. It's just the program that we're running and marketing for is strictly for men at this time um, for a couple of reasons. One, because it is a little bit easier for me to relate and coach and lead men through this because I go through the same thing as them. Um, there's many things that I understand with women, but I don't actually get it because I've never been through it. Um, and, and like I said, these concepts can be used and tweaked with women. Some of the protocols are specifically set up for men and I've uh, tweaked them myself and I've worked with plenty of women. And I know I have a lot of women that listen to this podcast who um, coach with me and I've used some of these exact things with them. Um, so it's not to say that you can't, but this program, so I'm, I'm kind of going on a tangent. As you guys can see, I'm really passionate about this stuff. But Essentially, what I've been working on for months now with uh, the owner of Vigor Ground Fitness and Performance, Luca Hosovar, is a program like Wake Up Warrior in a gym setting. I've been working my ass off to, to learn how to lead men so I can take them through a similar program. But the only way I can truly do this is to devote all of my energy into that program, right? I can't work with 100 clients while doing that, right? Because I have my online business where I work with a lot of clients and then I had all my clients in the gym. So I actually ended up giving my clients to other coaches at the gym, um, Theo and some other ones, and letting them take over and coach these people because they needed to be led still on their fitness journey. And I stepped back to market, build up. So right now I'm actually working on a ton of marketing, ton of content, blogs, podcasts with Luca, a bunch of different things that are gonna be building up this program that is essentially... Like she said, my new gig, but it's essentially like my dream job, right? Like I've worked with these guys for so long and I've this is what I've wanted to do. And it's not something that was negotiable for me because to be honest with you, I felt a calling to do this. And I've had multiple, even women say this, like there's not a lot of guys out there who 
do what you do and who understand what you understand, who act the way you act and who react the way you react. Um, and there is, it's just, they're spread out around the world, all these different warrior guys, right. And all these different men who, who follow these exact type of philosophies. So that being said, um, it was actually funny. I was in California at an event and I had, I was, we were doing a meditation drill and it was probably the deepest I've ever been into a meditation before. And it was kind of like I had an out of body experience. I couldn't feel my body and I could actually see, uh, into the future. Like I could actually see what I was doing, who I was with. Um, and I'm not going to get into details, but essentially this is what I was doing. And, and when I came back, I was like, this is what has to happen. So I went to work and we started mapping out and we started planning and I w- and they saw how committed I was to this and the fact that I was willing to risk everything that I was currently doing in order to make this happen and that I did it. So, um, how I feel about it is it's bittersweet, right? There's a lot of clients that I love so much working with and, and I'm still at Vigor, so I still see them all the time, but obviously it's bittersweet because I don't get to see them. But the thing is, and this is like the biggest takeaway, there, there's a couple big takeaways here. One, if you want to change your body and your physique and, and you want to lose weight, you want to build muscle, whatever it may be, there's way more to it just than that. Dig deeper, find your purpose, find your why, just like I did. And, and, and if you need coaching on that, obviously I do that, but there's many other people that do this exact same thing as well. Or if you want more information on this, just hit me up. But there's more to it. There's reasons why you want to achieve it. And there's reasons why you're being held back. And usually the reasons you're being held back are the stories that are placed in your own head of doubt, fear, and anxiety based on why you can't do this or why you are not worthy or good enough to accomplish that. Whether it's you're sabotaging relationships, you're sabotaging your business, you're sabotaging your body and not staying consistent with any of this stuff. Many times it has to do with self-worth and self-appreciation. And as crazy and simple as that sounds, it's very, very true. So that being said, how I feel is bittersweet and it's it's just not, it, it's bittersweet, but it's exciting. It's nerving, it, like I'm nervous about it, but when you're so absolutely certain of what you're meant to do, there's no question or hesitation to do it. You just know you have to make shit happen. So what I would tell you guys is is to take from this is figure out what you actually need to do and what you actually want to do and just go do it. There is literally nothing standing in your way besides you that doesn't allow you to accomplish those goals. And as as like cheesy or like rah-rah as that may sound, it's the fucking truth. The only people that hold anybody back is yourself. And the worst thing that happens when you don't accomplish something is you learn that maybe that wasn't the right thing for you or you just learn how to work around it. You learn how to adapt. You learn how to grow. You learn lessons on how to do something else or do that same thing and actually crush it this time. It's all like saying, you know, like you never fail and like nobody fails we just learn lessons that kind of thing right so i mean i could go on and on about this if you guys want to hear more about this topic you want to hear more about um the philosophy behind the program i'm launching when we're literally going to completely transform every guy in that group um we're only letting 10 guys in um and and again if if there's people in the seattle uh area and you're interested in this and you want to transform your body, but you also want to transform your mind, take control of your relationships, gain power throughout your life from morning till night, and crush your business, then this program is for you, and just hit me up, because I would love to talk more about this on the podcast, and I would love to talk with anybody who's interested in doing this in or outside the state, um, because essentially I've done this online as well. Um, we're just finally bringing it to vigor, so if you're interested in this, hit me up. 
You can email me at cody.mcbroom at boomboomformance.com. You can hit me up on Instagram. You can hit me up on Facebook, whatever you want. I love this stuff. And this is my biggest passion of coaching. All right. Going on to Martin Foster. Marty Moore. He says, uh, yo, this is a bit specific, so feel free to respond here instead of the podcast, which I do quite often. I, I always hit these guys back up on there. I'm off from work for a month for, for paternity after my daughter was born. First of all, paternity? Is that a thing? I know maternity leave. I don't think Theo got paternity. That's dope, man. Is that like something uh, your job gave you? Like, or did you just, you were just like, yo, I'm bouncing for a month? Like, that's sick, man. Uh, shit, I hope I can get paternity leave when I have a kid. While it's great, actually, I won't be able to because I own my own business. Anyway, while it's great that we've added another little one to our home, it definitely makes for some adjusting to my workouts. I do my heavy lifting at work, deads, cleans, bench, squat. I'd been making some great progress over the last few months, but now without gym access, I have to adjust. I have a, I have no gym, or I have a gym. Guys, I apologize. I am dog shit at reading these comments. I wish Michael was here to read them for me. I'd been making great progress over the last few months, but now without a gym, I'll have to adjust. I have a gym in my basement, but dumbbells only go as high as 65. But can I do – what can I do to not lose strength gains I've made without having access to the heavy weight I've come love? Man. I want to punch myself in the head. I can't imagine what you guys listening right now are thinking like, fuck, this dude just needs hooked on phonics. God, I'm going to turn this off. I'm sorry, guys. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Anyway, long story short, Marty Mar doesn't have access to a gym. He's been making great strength gains and he wants to learn how to maintain the strength and the muscle that he's built without the gym access. He only has weights that go up to 65 pounds. What can I do to lose those strength gains. So, um, good news is, is 65 pounds is more than enough to maintain your strength. Shit, body weight is more than enough to maintain your strength. First of all, it does take, I want to say they did studies and it was literally like six to eight weeks before strength starts to actually diminish. Um, your central nervous system will diminish or start to lose its activity after even just a week. So you got to remember, if you took a couple weeks off and you went back to the gym, you're not going to lose or or lift as much weight as you were before you left. But it's not something to freak out about because that's just your central nervous system, like having a lack of being activated, I guess you could say. And it's not, it's taking a lot longer to stimulate. So you could literally go back to the gym for a week, make sure that you're ramping the central nervous system back up and it'll get used to things again. And then all of a sudden you're back to your strength gains as you were. So what I would say with the 65s, is I would do a lot of isometric holds and a lot of negatives. So isometric holds are purely strength. You're not going to build a ton of muscle and you're not going to build a bunch of explosiveness, but they are a great strength builder in order to build more strength. But guess what else building strength does? It fucking maintains strength. So what I would do is I would hit, I would probably do like goblet squat holds. I would do Romanian deadlifts with super slow negatives, so you're just constantly creating tension. Um, you can even do like floating deadlifts where you go really slow and then right at the end range, you pause, crush the dumbbells, fire your lats, fire your glutes, fire, fire your hamstrings and just hold it there for a good one or two seconds and then drive through explosively, squeeze the glutes at the top. I would do dumbbell uh, bench iso holds at mid-range and low range. Um, I would do push-up holds. I would do... Uh, 
dumbbell rowing. I would do a shit ton of rowing. Um, 65s are plenty. You can do iso holds with the rows. You can do high elbow rows. You can do low elbow rows for your lats. You can do croc rows where you're doing 20 to 25 reps, which are great for cranking out your central nervous system and uh, stimulating muscle growth. So there's a lot of things you could do. So what I would say is I would add volume because you're using lighter weight. I would do a lot of isometric holds. So what you would probably do is do something with lightweight, something explosive, whether you're doing jump squats, you're doing uh, high knees in place, you're doing jumping lunges, you're doing dumbbell snatches, you're doing clap push-ups, whatever it may be. Do something explosive. Then I would do a isometric set. So you're doing four to six rounds of anywhere between 20 to 40 seconds of isometric holding. And you could even do a full full circuit each day. So you could do one day you do squat and dead or squat and bench holds. And one day you do bench and row holds or vice versa, switch it up. But you do something for your legs, something for your upper body and you're doing isometric holds. Then I would just do really high rep training. So 10, 12, 15, 20, 25 reps even, right? And then you can finish with some body weight stuff as like metabolite training where you're getting a lot of lactic acid. Because remember, the main thing here is is you just want to stimulate the muscle. Um, If you activate the muscle, you break down the tissues, they're going to be rebuilding, recovering, replenishing. So you're going to maintain fairly well anyway, but the best thing you can do is add those uh, isometric holds in there. All right, Marty Mars got another question. For something less specific, what new training techniques have gotten your interest but you haven't had a chance to try it? So I, um, I'm i pretty bad with this because when I see something, I just go try it. <laughs> so it's like I'm really – I'm like one of those guys that – like tells you you have to follow a program for six weeks because that's what it says and, and that's really what is going to get you the best results, especially when we write a periodized program and then I'll like fuck around at the end of my training session or I'll modify shit so I can try new techniques. But at the same time, I'm a coach and I look at it as a learning experience because I try new things so I can uh, program them for clients. But something I've been trying lately is uh, a, a ridiculously high frequency. So me and Theo actually just – We've been working on a project uh, for you guys, actually. We've been working on a program, and it's going to be a specific training program um, that we've created together. We've beta tested out, and it is fantastic. Um, I've actually gained a lot of strength and actually maintained size while dropping body fat. So I've gotten leaner. I haven't got huge, but it's also because I'm not in a calorie surplus. But I'm definitely burning some fucking energy because I'm getting way more lean. I'm maintaining all my muscle, which means I'm burning fat and building muscle. But... The point is, is we were doing that and then the program came to an end um, until the next phase that we're going to program out and then test again. So I've actually been tampering with really high frequency. So right now I train six days a week lifting um, and I alternate between anterior and posterior days and I actually like it a lot. So day one is like a, a heavy Romanian deadlift and then I do something for my lats and then I do something for my upper back and then I do a curl. The next day is a heavy front squat. Then I do a heavy bench and then I do um, shoulder, so like lateral raises or overhead pressing and then I do something for my triceps. The next day I do another hamstring or glute variation. I do another lat variation. I do another trap slash rhomboid variation and then I do curls. So I hit every part of my posterior chain three days a week and I hit every part of my front squats or I mean uh, my anterior chain three days a week. And I actually only do four exercises. So I pick one thing for each body part. Um but I ramp up to them and then I have a massively intense set at the end. So what I do is like I start light and I slowly work up to my working weight. I do like two sets of six to 10 reps. I got a really heavy weight. And then I do some kind of intensity, whether it's a drop set, whether it's like ISO hold at the end, whether it is super slow negatives, whether I do like, um, uh, like a MTOR activation set where I do slow negatives and then a stretch set, 
Um, there's a bunch of different techniques. You can do like bodybuilding techniques. So I'll add something at the end. But the cool thing about this is my training sessions are less than an hour, usually around 30 minutes to 45 minutes. Um, and if I do a heavy mobility session before like a good warm up, 10 minutes, then it's hour maybe. And it, and it's hitting enough frequency throughout the week where I'm actually feeling my muscles on fire lately um, in a good way. So I know that it's doing some damage in a good way and I know that I'm building some new muscle tissue. Um, so I really like this because I'm in and out of the gym. I'm so busy lately with all the things I have going on that I can't spend tons of time in the gym like I used to. Um, and I'm sure I'll get back to spending two hours in the gym at one point once my time frees up. But right now, um, I got to be in and out in an hour. Um, and this works perfect for me. And then it's good because I'm hitting the frequency, which I've, I've brought my frequency up to two times a week on everything. And I've brought my frequency up to three times a week on things like my shoulders or arms, just doing small isolation stuff throughout the week to make that in, uh, increase in frequency. But I've never done it this way. So I really, really like this. Um, and I would actually recommend it. So that's the only thing I'm really trying right now. I haven't really got into a whole bunch of other stuff. Jake Cullen, he has a business question. Your opinion on what it takes to build a name and grow your name in the industry. Lessons you've learned along the way. Appreciate you, man. Appreciate you too, Jake. Jake's from Australia. Um, he actually trains with my boy, Matt Prince. So shout out to them over at Royal Fitness um, in uh, Melbourne, I think. I want to say it's Melbourne. I probably may be fucking that up, but I think it's Melbourne. But uh, I'm going to save this one for me and Theo. The, I'm going to give you like a one-liner on it though. The best way to build your name in this industry is to be so unbelievably passionate and loud with your passion that everybody can hear you. And what I mean by that is every single day I would post on Facebook, Instagram, my blog, newsletter. I would text people. I would help people out. I would talk to people in the gym. Uh, people would ask me what I do and I would just start rambling about it. Um, I would comment on other people's shit all the time. I would like other people's stuff. I would start conversations in groups, just like the Mind vs. Muscle team page that I had back in the day. I would be in groups and I would start conversations. The point is, is be loud. Your passion can be seen, and when your passion is seen, it builds trust. And when it builds trust, people will invest in your name, in your brand, whatever it is that you have in this industry. Um, the lessons I've learned, I mean, there's so many. We can do a whole podcast of about lessons we've learned in the fitness industry, and we, we might actually just do that this weekend when we all record together. But I think the biggest lesson is is follow your passion, right? Uh, the most important thing is integrity. So if you're honest, you're truthful, you're being yourself, and you're just following that purpose, there's no way you can fail. That's all I got for you guys today. Um, if you have more questions, um, obviously, you can hit us all up. You can follow me at Cody dot boom boom on instagram you can follow michael at insta michael now and you can follow theo at theo buoy um boom boom forms.com michael doesn't have a website yet but you can follow us on any of these you can ask us questions by messaging us or emailing us at mindversemuscle at gmail.com um we have a website coming soon this is part of the reason why we've been slowing down on the amount of podcasts we're actually going to be having a website built um any day now it's it's in the works uh, we're going to have products, we're going to have podcasts, we're going to have forum, we're going to have a lot of cool shit on there. Um, and once again, if you're not a part of the team page, go to our Mind vs. Muscle Facebook business page and click the link. Um, it's a matter of time before we do close it, but right now it is open, so I don't know when you're going to hear this. But go check it out, try to get in, and start using it for your benefit. I'll see you guys next time. If you love the Mind vs. Muscle podcast, want more free content, and you want to support the movement, share this podcast and leave us a five-star rating and review. To get your questions answered on the next episode, see the show notes for our social media handles and hashtag Mind vs. Muscle.